Hello to everyone out there in the world, in the universe, and the stratosphere. Is it the stra- no cyberspace? What is the damn place where all the people the universe. Are from the internet? Where they at? The cyberspace. cyberspace. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because you got to be on some internet to hear this shit anyway. Yes. Cyberspace, <laughs> internet, universe. <laughs> you ain't got no internet. You ain't in the universe. You ain't in the universe. <laughs> so anyway, today we have Miss Marty back in the building. It's been so long. I feel like you was here like episode Yay. two. Yay. Or something like that. Yeah, probably. It was really new. I done lost count of where we're at now. There's been big changes. I it's see. a lot of big changes, girl. Just happened in a week. I don't I know. Every time I come in here, he got some new stuff going on. Did y'all paint these walls? That's what you want. You want Is this wall paint? painted? Yes. See what I'm talking about? These people coming up in here and changing and the shit around. This one is on painted too, but was that blue? And, and all that. It just makes you feel professional. It makes me want to sit I up feel straight. official. That was I actually do. not a wall. This oh. was a wall with no window. That brick was laid by me. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. I'm familiar with the girl, DIY. What if it, so girl, what if it's some of that damn contact you. paper? What is it, this? It, it, is it this is, some real bricks? Or is, is this some no, of that? Hey, hey, don't hey, keep hey, divulging hey, the don't secrets. Put my stuff I got you, Paul. Boy. I got you. Don't divulge the secrets of the DIY. I that see is em. a violation. I see the separations <laughs> and the tiles. <laughs> The panels that, that were put up. It looks nice, though. It looks job. really nice. I wish you guys could see this. If he wouldn't have told me that he did it himself, I would have never looked at it that hard to see mm-hmm. if it was some real bricks. That's petty. Well. Paul, I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> really How is that petty? Because I'm looking at the fabulosity that I'm sitting around, and I've had different experiences um, in years of doing uh yeah, so. you know, I used to be on a couple of shows that weren't quiet. Yes, I just want to rub on the <clears throat> It looks so nice. This is by far one of the best I have to agree. Uh, podcast studios now I've look, been in. You're going to drive 15 counties. It's okay. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth the hike to get here. I have to agree. But we discussed that the other day about the, you know, the drive to and fro as it pertains to like going places. I enjoy it. It depends on what it depends on what I'm driving to. And four. Yes. But because I Because always... if I'm driving to somebody that I don't really want to spend time with, then it's it's a, it's a tedious journey. Well, and yeah, there's that's that. different. Right. But if I'm driving to something great, like Home Depot to get materials to do a DIY project or the mm-hmm. thrift store or buying plants mm-hmm. or something, then yes, it's wonderful. But you or know, to come you here could, to do this show. You could, like, you see how we was talking about flipping the way we look at stuff yes. earlier? Yes. When I'm you drive into the thing that you don't necessarily want to go to. I just to, will say no now. You just, either you say no or you that's you take that opportunity to get your mind right. I just say no. To get there. Yeah, you could just say no or you could get your mind right with the stuff. Yes. I don't want, oh, okay, <laughs> huh? Can we not cuss? Please let me you know. You can say whatever me. you want to say. Okay, I just wanted to be alerted. There's a parental advisory know. on the shit on iTunes. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure because we with the shits and I just wanted <laughs> oh, to see yeah, what no, happened. Oh, no. You say whatever you want to say. Whatever oh, crosses okay. your mind, whatever your heart whatever. feels needs to be released. You, then you This is this is okay. a free floor, free for all. You have the floor to say whatever you want to say. So anyway, talk to us about the black cactus and tell us what it is because I bet these people were looking at the title like, what the fuck is a black cactus? And what? Because <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on this show anyway. Right, so. right. Okay, so the black cactus is my daughter and myself, uh, a company that we have um, started. Right now, we're sole proprietorship. We are moving towards LLC. We have on board uh, staff to help us with getting that taken care of. But the Black Cactus is an organics company. 
we provide uh, organic products for self-care. And we are into a lot of organic and metaphysical things, so it makes it perfect. The reason that we chose the black cactus as our logo is because uh, the cactus is a symbol of endurance. Um, that's something that single moms know a lot about, is enduring in very difficult circumstances. So any of you out there that are single mothers, give me a shout out on that one. And the flower on the cactus is a symboliza- it symbolizes the mother's love. Uh, the unstoppable love that a mother has for her daughter. So those two things together are the endurance of a mother and the love of a mother. Put them together and you have the black cactus. Because you are both mothers. Yes. Uh, I am her mother, single mom, uh, raised her and her brother, and she is a single mother of one. So the the struggle is real, and we decided to put some uh, ancestry and struggle and love and divine uh, abundance into some products mm-hmm. and provide them to everyone else to use. And I use the product on my hair, my skin. I'm 48 years old and I feel like it is a difficult challenge for anyone to be able to tell you how old I am just by looking at me. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was 80, 90 years old when she passed away and her skin was flawless. And she used a lot of these same techniques and products herself. Mm. Okay. So what are some of these products? Well, the first one I mentioned, I said I use a product on my hair. We're talking about uh, hair juice. The hair juice. Yes, hair I juice. Use the hair juice this week. Well, then you tell us about the no, hair juice. No, you tell us about the hair juice first. <laughs> That's your the hair juice is an organic um, hair detangler, hair curl refresher. Uh, it is for those who are transitioning or that are currently natural, uh, primarily African-American hair. It has um, a lot of great hair growing uh essentials in it um but i want to hear your experience what was your experience um, i'm not gonna tell the recipe well you know i found it to be a great detangler yeah. um I, I know you guys told me to use it as a refresher which i guess i mean you that is kind of refresher well you know i told you i don't have that that kind of hair with the refreshing that this hair don't do that shit <laughs> it's not it's either you're gonna wet it and start the fuck all over or you just you know, you keep going with whatever happens, but we don't, I don't have the refresher. But you used it on clients. I used it on some of my clients that came in that needed to be detangled before, you know, shampooing. They had sets of braids and anybody in the salon industry can tell you if they work with people who have braids, uh, you know, the best thing to do is comb through it before you put some water on it mm-hmm. after you get those braids out. It will so. Draw up. I used that, um, and it did an amazing job with that. But I also found myself using it um, for my clients who are getting, like, wigs or anything like that that Before requires to, that requires me to break them down. I use it to uh, – that's what I used on their hair as my product before blow-drying, uh, that and a little oil. Okay. So it worked tremendously. And that's that. all that I use on my hair. I spray my hair with the product, and I use coconut oil, and my hair curls up. Now, a lot of people will go and say, oh, well, you have a certain texture of hair. You have a certain da-da-da-da. Everyone can use the product. It has antifungals, antimicrobials in it. It has, Antimicrobials? Yes. What the hell is that? It will fungus, antifungus things. You know, people will have um, wet hair and let it remain wet and braid it up and it'll have a fungus. How do you spell you can that? Explain, you can explain the hair fungus better than I can. Can You're I? You're a hairstylist. I don't deal with people who got hair fungus. But it is possible. Actually, that is... Almost not true. Was it a fungus? 
I don't know. Because I've had issues because of the burns that I had. I had a lady who had a... Uh, turn your microphone. Oh. Because you're Which not way? talking into it. We can't hear you. Can you, can, can you hear oh, yourself? because I'm looking at you. Well, look at me and... I, mm. There you go. Talking no, to the microphone. It... <laughs> they got to be Put able to hear you. Put it in your mouth. There you go. See, you hear that sound? That's how it's supposed to be. Yes. Yes. Um, no, I had a client once who had a yeast buildup. Yes. On her scalp. And an antimicrobial will fix that. Will it? And an antifungal. She had to get a, 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 a shot. Yes. Of sorts. But this is preventative. Oh. Because I feel like if you're using antimicrobials, these are the kind of things that when you eat certain yogurts and stuff, it kills the bad bacteria. So you might have had a, a bacteria or something in there with all them braids and stuff. It's very possible. <sighs> and that's why we have that in the product, as well as essential oils and some I other need some more because mine is empty. We will we will get that to you, sir. Uh, so what else do you I have to offer us at the Black Cactus? Because we offer bath soaps. Okay, I was waiting for you to get to the good stuff because the scrubs. Yes, the scrubs. The, the hair stuff is good stuff for me, Michael, because think about the texture. I have two different textures of hair on my head. Now they match. No, they don't. They match for me. Okay. They give the appearance <laughs> that they match. They're softer. <laughs> It probably does good for all of the textures on your head. But yes. It didn't make them magically match. They don't magically match, but they match better than they did before. They do. Yes. And you saw my grandson's hair this afternoon. Mm-hmm. He has been laying around all day, and it was packed down, and it did not look Matted appealing. And yes. All he needed was a little spongy sponge after it was all said and done. Yes, because it, it was moist. It was moist and soft. We got through that. So the... The, the scrubs. scrubs. Okay, so we have several different scrubs. We offer uh, Just Chill, which is a relaxing scrub. It's a great scrub for men to use as well as women. Um, we recommend that it be used for men after shaving. We also offer a coffee scrub that has turmeric in it, which is a fabulous scrub for anti-inflammatory, uh, things of that nature. That noise that you're making is annoying. Who, me? Yes, you. I'm not making no noise. It was a noise. Paul was distracted by the noise. I'm not making no noise. It wasn't even me. <laughs> Where's it was the proof? Facebook. <laughs> there is no proof. On the playback. Now, carry on. We also have a CBD um, scrub. Oh, you do? Yes. There has been a CBD scrub. We've been busy in the kitchen. I need to get some of that for my me, my drink. Okay. She is into the CBD situation. Well, Cece, you know, Cece was just released from the hospital. Uh-huh. So I went over and I took some scrubs and helped her with soaking her feet and everything and getting her. And she said she had the best night's sleep since she had been home from the hospital. So I, I was very that. excited that she enjoyed it. It made her feel better. Um, we offer soaks and scrubs. Scrubs can be used on both face and body. And for those of you that are not aware, you can, if the soap, if the scrub is good for both face and body, you can use it while you're in the tub. You've got the soak in the tub, which we'll talk about in just a second, and you're exfoliating your feet. The scrub is essentially an exfoliator. That is it. Correct. And we use... And everybody should exfoliate. Yes, at least once a week. You need to get those dead cells off of your body. You wonder why you don't have a shiny complexion and a healthy-looking complexion and your pores are really open and wide and large? 
it's because you're not exfoliating. You need to scrub. You need to scrub. And other things need to be scrubbed, too, because in between the professional pedicure that you get at the salon, at the nail shop. Scrub them crusty-ass feet. Scrub your own feet. That's it would nasty make the job, as hell. Yes, it is. It is. We have um, the uh, soaks. They come in a variety of fragrances, mm. but they are uh, Epsom salt soaks with mm-hmm. some other essential um ingredients as well we again not giving out any recipes but the bath soaks are great for you to soak your feet in just a foot tub if you're going to do a foot soak um or home pedicure or you can put them in the tub and they're great for relaxation light some candles get a glass of wine lay back chill and it can be great for a romantic tub bath for two now where can they find these products the products are available directly from us. It is Marty and Bailey Hunter. And we are on Facebook and Instagram at the Black Cactus TX. And we will soon hop offer you the ability to purchase on Shopify. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be at a pop-up shop on the 21st this weekend at Jekyll and Hyde Vintage in Lower Greenville. You can meet us in person. You can give us a call. We make deliveries on Friday. Hit us up. We will be at your business location in the Dallas area. Um, we can mail the location or mail the items to you if you would direct message us on either of those social media outlets. And the shipping is $8 no matter where you are in the continent, continental United States. And it's two-day priority delivery. Mm. So you said contact you all basically on the social media. You can contact us right now on social media. Okay. Yes. And that's at the Black Cactus. At the Black Cactus TX. Got to put the TX. At the Black Cactus TX. Yes. Instagram. And Facebook. And Facebook. Yes. So there, can they at least get a little sneak peek or preview of what's in? Yes, they can get a sneak peek. The products, because you wasn't trying to give away. No. And uh, what you said? Uh, recipe? No, we're not giving away recipes. Well, this is proprietary. We well, can't we do understand that. that, but you can't just tell us, you know, oh, it's got a little this in it to help well, that. yes. Or yes, this for those. All of, they can so see. secretive. Yes, very secretive. Ooh. There are. Uh, mama's recipe. Yes, we're going to keep them recipes. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> because I think that that's going to be the difference in between um, what makes us a local business and what makes us a um, a mover in this industry mm-hmm. by keeping those recipes proprietary and making sure that we are very careful about trademarking and, um, you know, getting the LLC put in place and all those good business moves are going to be, you know, key points and what's going to make us out there with like the Carol's daughters or the curls and that kind of thing. We're trying to mind our business. This okay. Time. Yes. yes. Mind the business that pays mm-hmm. you. Yes. That's what they said. Yes. Okay. That's what, that's what we're doing this time out. We're minding our business. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this in small batches in our kitchen. Uh, those people who have tried the product uh, are loving the products. Um, I personally use the cleansing system f- that we have developed mm-hmm. for mature skin. Um, I'm a mature woman, so of course I developed a product for mature skin. My daughter uh, deals with some hyperpigmentation issues, so she developed a cleanser that deals with hyperpigmentation. Um, we have facial cleanser. We have toner. Um, all of these are organic products as well. We have under eye cream, uh, nighttime moisturizer and daytime moisturizer. What's in a moisturizer? Well, shea butter is one of the active ingredients in the moisturizer, the nighttime moisturizer. You know, black folks love shea butter and cocoa butter Mango butter, cocoa butters. Those are the most moisturizing things. And 
our culture has been using these products for hundreds of years, thousands of years. So for us to stop using the products and start using artificial products makes really no sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Y'all have questions on Instagram, questions on Facebook? Girl, they ain't on Facebook no more. Oh, I cut that shit off. Oh, they only need a snippet. They can find the shit on Spotify and listen to it that way or iTunes. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those. Oh. Go download the app and listen to all of the episodes. A snippet. That away. Right. But they didn't get that message anyhow because I'm not even on Facebook right now. No, they didn't. So there's that. I mean, you could have stayed. No, I'm going to go live. on the TV thingy. What is that? The, uh, what is a TV thingy? Um, the, the oh, the Instagram. IGTV. Yes, we're that wasn't the same shit that you was just no, on? No, that was just live. What's the difference? Well, I really don't know, but we're going to work on it. Okay. Well, you no, also... No, I'm sorry. You put that on live after you've recorded it. See what happened was. See, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you also wanted to discuss mental health. You had that in the... Well, yes. We're going to talk about mental health. So, what do you want to discuss <laughs> with about that? We're just going to talk about, in general, mental health. Because black folks don't so... want to talk about mental health. No, they don't. So... And every single person that I know that is African-American has a family member or them themselves are dealing with issues of mental health of varying degrees. And I just think that it's come to a point now when we look at our country as a whole and we look at our community. Um, My therapist made a statement that I found extremely troubling, but at the same time, I found it welcoming to me because she explained to me that just being born at the time that I was born in this country, I was predisposed to have post-traumatic stress disorder. That was before I explained some of the things that I've seen uh, witnessed in my lifetime uh, at a young age and the um, exposure to violence and uh, sex and different things at an extremely young age can create lifetime scars for individuals. It's not video games that we need to be worried about. It's real life experiences that are extremely traumatic and nobody talks about them with the individual. You're just supposed to just keep on, keep on, keep it on, move on, get over it, go on to something else. But for some people that those kind of traumatic experiences are, they replay. Mm -hmm. And I personally did not know that you could suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder unless you had, having been a military wife, two times divorced, most likely because of my inability to cope with my mental health, playing a great part. However, I was married to, the second man that I was married to was a Marine, and he suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, having dealt with some of the issues that he dealt with, I was only aware that post-traumatic stress disorder affected people that were first responders, military personnel. I did not realize that an average black chick from Fort Worth, Texas, with two kids, two times divorced, the stuff that I saw, I didn't realize that it was post it would it would trigger post traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. But now to find out years later, it's it's kind of comforting to have it, but it's also disarming to know. You never really understood what post traumatic stress meant. Really meant. Meaning I didn't realize you experience a trauma. Yes. And, and it, it replays. Replays. It affects you for time to come after the actual event. Correct. Which causes stress. Correct. On your body. Anxiety, depression. Which is basically homicidal, like suicidal thoughts. Reliving the trauma over, over and, and over, over and over again. again, and it affects you in other ways in your life. So 
And it also creates in you this feeling of wanting to be so protective of everything and everyone around you that you can drive other people crazy. And yourself. Yes. Well, I mean, and and when I say drive yourself crazy, or I don't mean it in the literal sense, I mean to make light at that moment. But you get on folks' nerves when you're constantly telling them, okay, call me when you get home. Make I need to make sure that you made it home. Those kind of things because of the situation that you went through. Mm-hmm. Or not wanting people to, oh, you shouldn't move that far away, or that's too far to go. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things will, and they will affect relationships. Mm-hmm. Because you're actually being very restrictive of other people. Like homegirl said the other day, I'm not driving all the way out there. I wasn't even far to be driving. Right. You remember what yes. I was talking about? Yes, yes, yes. And it, it, it concerned me because, first of all, that's always been an issue that concerned me between Dallas and Fort Worth. Whereas people don't want to drive and it's anywhere else that you live in the United States of America the cities are really spread out, like, and you have to drive to get places. I mean, in New York, it could take you two hours to get to a destination. Here it takes you 45 minutes, and we complain about it. That just, just me. weirds me. I just don't understand. I've always felt like the world is just far too large of a place for you to be talking about you're not going somewhere because, because you it's deprive too far. yourself of the exposure. People live in a certain city and they will dog the shit out of that city and talk about how all the things that that city doesn't have. And then you ask them some questions about the city and they cannot, for the life of them, tell you anything about that city other than their small little neighborhood. And that's post-traumatic stress disorder? No. How do we get there to anyway? the other issue, the, the I don't want to drive too far issue. Oh, I just took it but way post-traumatic left. stress disorder can, speaking of driving, can uh, definitely be a hindrance to someone who uh, operates a motor vehicle. There are times when I have anxiety that is so severe that I cannot drive. Um, I don't think that people really take it seriously or get a true understanding of how physically you are hindered by anxiety. Mm. Um, I could be driving the car and out of nowhere, a random thought of something that is, um, that creates fear and it will impact me to the point where I will be shaken. So physically shaken that I cannot continue to drive. Mm. Um, I cannot and will not put myself in rush hour traffic any longer mm. because I know that it is impossible for me to be able to drive. Well, you shouldn't say that, first of all. Well, it feels at this point, you're right, I should look at things differently. But right now, the feeling that I have mm-hmm. is it is not possible for me to operate a vehicle during rush hour traffic. And that's generally going to be between two and six mm-hmm. because the... Bumper to bumper, I'm, it's too close and too confining. I can't get out of the car. I can't get out of a lane. I can't get off the highway. I'm stuck in that position. And that's one of the things that creates a great deal of anxiety for me is a lack of self-control or lack of control. Mm. Um, not being able to move around. Um, something as simple as having closed-toed shoes on when I feel that I need to be free and my feet need to actually be able to move it will make me start to sweat and feel really jumpy and edgy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, and I think that nobody wants to explain the actual 
shit that they go through on a day-to-day basis because they're afraid that it'll they'll be made fun of or people will make jokes about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to say they have a borderline personality disorder because the first thing, oh, don't talk to her because that bitch is bipolar. And you're making jokes about it like it's funny. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's not at all funny. Mm-hmm. It it's it's the reason why people don't want to say this is what I'm experiencing when it's early. Because, you know what I mean? When it's when it's new to them, even to people that they're in their family. I find that it becomes one difficult, like you said, it's new because I've as I grow older and realize what certain things are because I was not taught how to identify certain mm-hmm. things about how I feel and mm-hmm. you know as it pertains to how I emotionally feel mentally feel as well as physically feel like I don't had allergies and shit my whole goddamn life and never knew this is what the fuck is wrong when you mm-hmm. can't fucking breathe out your mm-hmm. nose mm-hmm. and your eyes is itching all day long yes. and your nose is itching to feel like your goddamn hair is whiskering all up in your nose like and shit. ants are crawling in your brain yes yeah it's fucking allergies, but nobody ever explained these things to me. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, you know, you can't really fault your parents, I guess. I don't know. I feel like somebody should have told me this shit anyway. Well, after but, you get to be a certain age, you know, it really doesn't matter. The part about your parents or whatever, because once you identify that there is a situation and you become aware, emotionally mature enough, and psychologically aware that that issue exists, it doesn't matter how... I, well, I really never recognized it as an issue. I didn't okay. realize that that was not supposed to be happening. No, that it's uncomfortable and it's not supposed to happen. It's that just stuff that I've learned throat. to deal with and yes. live with. Like mental illness. Many people right. that are suffering from mental illness learn how to deal, learn how to cope. Mm-hmm. Um, being highly functioning, you can teach yourself to memorize certain things. Mm-hmm. Well, people think that you're great at doing your job. Because you memorize everything about doing your job in a specific order. But wait till the day that they change some shit. Mm-hmm. To the company policy changes. And then you're fucked. Because, <laughs> because literally, you can't figure out how to work this change into the, mem- into the memorized steps that you have. I need a plan to be able to function. Everything that I do has to be mapped out. I need to understand it. Mm. And I, it needs to make sense to me. And if at any time it stops making sense to me, I de- I become anxious. And you shut down. Yes. And withdraw from it. You know, I've been listening to motivational speeches. Speak on, brother. Speak on. And there was one that was talking about anxiety and how to, how to deal with it. And it really did make a lot of sense to me because as someone who deals with anxiety from time to time as it pertains to different scenarios and situations. Yes. Um... Basically, they were saying the only way to uh, face anxiety and an anxiety attack head on is to just, you have to change your thought process and completely think about something else other than what is bothering you at the time. Because if you continue to focus on what is bothering you, that's going to make the anxiety that much worse and you're going to go deeper and deeper and deeper into that hole. So if you stop thinking about that at that very moment and change your thought process to something else. Of course, if you're driving, you still need to focus on the road, but Mm -hmm. you have to focus on something else that does not bring you anxiety so that you can forget about even being anxious Mm -hmm. about that certain thing. In certain circumstances, I would agree with that. But however, when you're dealing with a mental illness that has already taken 
hold mm-hmm. in in the throw of the mental illness it's very difficult to have rational thoughts because your mind is actually racing at a pace that you don't have the ability to keep up with there if you're talking if you're talking about um generalized anxiety that the type of anxiety that breathing techniques and things like that work for then quite possibly that uh, method would work. And at some points during anxiety, if you catch it soon enough, breathing techniques that are taught in yoga do work tremendously well. However, there are parts when months of depression can get the better of you where you don't have the functionality to be able to stop yourself from thinking certain thoughts because it it becomes a... A creature of uh, that develops a mind of its own, mm-hmm. um, and having had that's why it's so important to, to get on it in the in the early. Well, stages. not just that, but go back to what we were saying just a few minutes ago when you said what you can't do and what you, you know, basically putting that on yourself. And the more you say it, the more you become it. So I think a lot of it has to do with yes. While I understand uh, mental illness, and you know. If you're not in the proper state, first of all, you have to be able to acknowledge it in the mm-hmm. first place. You got to know what it is to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to know it and acknowledge it is not to do anything about it. So then you have to actually do something about mm-hmm. it and figure out what it takes to do something about it. But you have to want to do all of that. Absolutely. And and it's hard sometimes for people to do all of that. Right. With given the surroundings. The fact that they have no support system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because to face it on your own without the right support system is a daunting task for the strongest of people that are in their right mind to come forward and say, this is bothering me. This is an issue that I have and I need assistance with it. Mm-hmm. But to be alone in the situation, it makes it very difficult or to think that you don't have support. Fortunately for me, I found out that in the midst of what I was dealing with, I had more support than I knew that I had. Mm -hmm. And that has been an incredibly blessing, blessed experience for me to Mm -hmm. find out the, 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 the support that I do have. Um, I have a significant other that has stood by me through hospitalizations and all kinds of things. I have two children that have stood by me and rode through uh, hospitalizations as well. It doesn't mean that we have the perfect relationship, but we have the perfect love between us. Mm-hmm. And through that, we can work ourselves through anything and understanding what we're dealing with now. And by me making the step that I made, I think that it opened the door up for both of my uh, adult children to feel stronger in their situation because I made the uh, the step to contact medical professionals. I didn't, I could not see myself wasting another day in the midst of where I was because there was no alternative but me to cease to be here. Mm-hmm. And that I, I couldn't, I have had past uh, suicide attempts, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, it, it wasn't there. I felt like there was something enough for me to be able to stay alive to see if tomorrow could possibly be better. But I've been in the past at places where tomorrow didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going to get better. And that's my mindset. And that's my thought process. And I feel like over the last months, through yoga and meditation and some really positive changes in the circle of people around me, and understanding and realizing that I can ask for help mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be told no. 
Mm-hmm. I won't get turned away. And the people that love me won't use my issue as a weakness. Mm-hmm. I never thought that that was the case before. But finding that out has made all the difference. You never felt like that was the case before because of what you were surrounded by. Correct. And well, not just what I was surrounded by, but what I noticed, the jokes that I hear, like if a person has mental illness, don't think that they're not paying attention when the jokes are made in the office or in the little at the at the dinner out or whatever. The mental health issue jokes and different things like that. There's they're observing all of this at the same time. So, no, they're not going to openly tell you family members that, oh, you know, don't talk to them. They just crazy. It's very dismissive, but in but for a person who has mental illness, they're taking that seriously. They take it to heart. So they're not going to say, hey, you know, right after you make that joke about uh, don't fuck with him, he crazy. I've been feeling a kind of way. Nobody's going to do that. Well, that's the problem. Well, because the jokes are being made the person who has the mental illness doesn't feel comfortable. It's no different than fat shaming or uh, race shaming or any of the other types of shaming. There's a stigma that comes along with mental illness that makes it difficult for people to want to have the discussion. Because if you talk about it too much, people going to think it's you. But again, that's what I said. I feel like that's the problem because oh, if you're bothered by it, then speak up about it. I absolutely That goes back to all of the problems that we were taught as children in the black community and in the, in the black house oh keep your mouth closed blah 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 if you ain't but got a lot of people don't want to hear what you have to say and guess what so the reality is you should choose people that offer the the support to be in your circle yeah but you can't always your con- circle you can't always control what actual circle you in at the current moment. And there comes a time sometimes when people say offensive stuff and they might not even know it was offensive or they very well did know it was offensive. And the fact of the matter is if it offended you, then there is a way to let somebody know this offended me and it offended me because of X, Y, and Z. And I think that that's a big problem in the world today is that people don't know how to respectfully say I'm offended and I don't appreciate. Is it the saying or is it the receiving of? Either one. Because I, I feel like if someone tells you that something is offensive to them, because I've approached people about things that I find offensive, and quite often I get deflected or I get an attitude put up. Well, you it, can have an attitude all you want to, because guess see, what? I have an attitude person, too. But that's you not a person I really even want to bother with that. I would rather eliminate my presence from that situation because I know how my mental illness works. And my mental illness is not going to allow me to go back and forth with someone even a little bit. So instead of me becoming the angry person that I can possibly be perceived as, the bitch that I can be perceived as because what I'm doing is drawing a line for my standards. Well, see, that's the difference between you and I because I feel like sometimes people deserve that bitch. And guess what? But it's unhealthy I say it all for me. the time. But it's unhealthy If you're going to let the fuck devil use you, but fuck just what they know need. he can use me as well, okay? But fuck what they need. <laughs> That let that be somebody else's responsibility to fix them. My only responsibility on this planet is to be the best me that I can possibly be. And mm-hmm. if exposing myself to hurt, harm in any type of way, whether it's verbal, whether it's attitudinal, whatever it happens to be, puts me in a space where I'm not my best self. 
-hmm. It is my responsibility. It is incumbent upon me to remove myself from those situations. Mm -hmm. And I've had to reteach myself how to remove myself from situations where I feel less than received and make better selections. There is a whole world of people out there. Mm-hmm. There is no need for you to expose yourself to people who make you feel any kind of way less than outstandingly sublime. I feel like that is a fine line with that because it's nothing that you can say to me that should make me feel any kind of ways about myself. That's not reality, though. That is not reality because it the rea- should be. It should be, it but should that's be. in a perfect because, world. But that's not the world that we but it, live in. But again, that goes back to your self- mindset and the way that you choose you to let what people. You wouldn't have low self-esteem. You shouldn't people, have low self-esteem no because of what somebody says but to you. But when you're raised in an environment where you've never been given the type of tools that you need to have the type of esteem you have for yourself, then you're exposed to okay. continual abuse. I understand and what you're saying. But how is, long do you ride with that before you say, okay, that was what I was better. taught if it and you, I'm choosing not to have that mindset years, anymore. I'm choosing not to, to allow... Uh, yes, you do. You have you to do. get there. But how long, does, how long do you sit on... There's oh, not a time frame. Um, it should be. But I can't say that there's a time frame because each person learns uh, emotional maturity at different steps. What works for me, what works for another person is not the same. And one of the other issues that I find is that people all, always want to compare their issues with another person's mm-hmm. issues. And if you stop doing that, you can actually learn to support a person where they are, mm-hmm. not where you would like for them to be. Understandable. Because not every person in my circle has the emotional maturity or the intellectual maturity. Correct. That... I can sit down and explain the depths of some of the things that I have had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Because if I would were to do that, they would immediately say, well, when I was such and such and such and such and I did such and such and such, fuck what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling you is when I was eight years old, I saw a child murdered in front of me. For me, that was a scarring, tragic experience that I have not yet been able to overcome. For another person, they may have been able to shrug it off. I'm not boys in the hood. Mm -hmm. Even though I was in the projects at the time, I was not of the projects. I did not have the sensitivities that would allow me to endure the type of violence that I witnessed. And continuing to grow up in a household where my father was violent to my mother Mm -hmm. in front of people up until a point of shooting at her on repeated occasions and shooting at four generations of people in my family at a family at my grandmother's house, that's not something that I just overcome. So if I'm jumpy, if I hear gunshots, if I hear a door close, when I hear loud voices, I don't play cards on my Reese and Priscilla and I have had this conversation. I don't play cards. I don't play dominoes. I don't play none of that shit because in the environment that I was raised at, the first time I ever played any type of games like that was at your house. Mm Mm-hmm. For the Christmas party. For the Christmas party. And it took a lot for me to be confident enough to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Because when I see board games and I hear the slamming of the dominoes and all of those things that are joyous for other people, to me, that's post-traumatic. That is triggering as fuck. Mm -hmm. Because somebody got their ass whooped every holiday when I was growing up. Somebody, the police were called. There was violence in the family, outside of the family, all around the family. There was something going on that was negatively impacted. And for other people, even in my own family, my uncle Lee came down from California. He came to visit me and he made a joke about how my dad shot up my grandmother's house. I'm sorry, you must have forgot I was there at six years old. And I visually remember the entire incident. Mm-hmm. I remember the lights that I thought were lights at the time. 
Mm-hmm. They weren't lights. They were bullets bouncing off my grandmother's iron bed frame. Mm. It was sparks. I still remember that. I still have nightmares. I don't sleep because I have nightmares because of these things. Mm-hmm. So I'm. it's going to take, it took 48 years for me to get here. Where to be I'm able openly, to acknowledge it. Yes. Because it is shameful And recognize to me. It's shameful that to this me. is what's causing Yes. So My if it took issues. me 48 years, for somebody who recognizes that 21, damn it, God bless you. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's not how that was because mm-hmm. I was raised in a household where you never told the left hand what the right hand was doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody outside of this house is supposed to know our business. Mm-hmm. Keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. So I was taught to hold everything in. You have to function. You have to get up, get dressed, go out this house and do this thing. Mm-hmm. This thing is dragged to me. Mm-hmm. This thing is pretending to be someone or something that you are not. That's exactly what we were taught. And I can't I can't carry that weight anymore because the turmoil that was caused by the same people who taught me to keep my mouth shut has wrecked my emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to rebuild my life and I feel like a teenager in certain aspects of the process because I'm... I'm relearning who I am as a person who can speak. Mm-hmm. Because before I was told not to speak about it. Oh, you speak about it. Not in the make jokes about it. No, I'm saying you. What I'm saying, I'm, I'm making the point of you. If you feel like something need needs to, to be speak. said, yes. then speak about it. Yes, address something because holding things in will never do anything but hinder you and hurt you in the and long run. And I know run. that now. Right. And I made jokes about it. I mean, anybody who's been around me for years have heard me crack jokes about different things. And that was my way of coping. And see, but that's what that's the point that I'm making. When you hear somebody make jokes about things like that, it's important to correct them. Because I feel like it is. Mm-hmm. Because you never know what somebody see, is going I was through internally. jokes about my own situation. I was the class And that's what clown. I'm saying. If, yes. some, if you are in... Say if I instance, were to hear you make a joke, a joke about something mm-hmm. that I didn't necessarily, even if it was about yourself, you know me to be the person to say, to okay, now side. hold up now. Yes. That's not how we're going to do this. And I've always been one to talk about your mindset and what comes out of your mouth and how you speak about yourself and the way mm-hmm. you are going to live your life. All that, that was taught to me, although I don't really understand a lot of the ways that my parents <laughs> <laughs> taught me and my sister. It's a lot of things that just don't like they did a really good it. job. The universe was of, there. Of dropping the nuggets and the morals and the values and then some kind of way they just flip that shit and spin it around it with their actions totally and it different. just don't make no kind no. of sense in some realms of life. But what they did teach us was that the tongue was a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I still struggle with I'm learning realizing how powerful the tongue is and and what you speak out and what you put out into the universe mm-hmm. does come back. Mm-hmm. And so the I, law I, of, I feel... Of affirmation. Yes, I feel very strongly about what people say they can't do and what people say you shouldn't do or, yes. you know, this brings me this. Well, mm-hmm. yes, it's going to bring you that if it's if you say that and if you, you continue speak to... Broke, you will speak you will, into right. poverty. So if you continue yes. to speak about your mindset being that of... Broken this, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't because of this, 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 and this. Well, you know that these are the obstacles, problems and the obstacles that you've gone through. And you know that those are triggers for you. And I understand how triggers work because we all have them. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the quickest human mindset to go, okay, this is how I need to go through. No, because if and, you've been functioning, uh, if you've been functioning dysfunctionally for an extended period of time, the only options that you see are dysfunctional options. Mm-hmm. If you've not reached out for any type of assistance or been capable of self-teaching. I just feel like 
something. How do you learn you know, I've something always, new unless you learn something? Unless new. you learn something new, but you it's have to be open to learning something new hand, because we. It's the, very easy. Yes. To to be the victim and realize that you are the victim and rest there. Agreed. It's very easy to do that. So, at Agreed. what point do you decide this is not working for me because simply it just does not feel good to and me? For different people, it's different. The time there is no time frame for different people is different. It's the same thing with drug and alcohol abuse. The first and biggest thing that I suggest that we do is actually really learn to look at mental illness as if it's a disease. We'll accept drug and alcoholism as a disease over mental illness. We think people playing and they 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 tripping and they making up stuff and they you know what I'm saying you're just I have mixed sick. feelings about drugs and alcohol. I don't because I know that once you're exposed to it, y- your brain chemistry is altered. I just don't feel like the whole once an alcoholic, I'm always an alcoholic. Oh yeah, because at any time that you begin to drink again, you will begin to have problems again. Because it's a it's a chemical imbalance. Each person has a chemical. The chemical in imbalance their body. is in your self control. It's not in the alcohol. I disagree, because whatever causes some people that are drawn to drugs and alcohol are drawn to drugs and alcohol because they are mentally ill, and they have a chemical imbalance in their brain. And the drug and alcohol is a temporary self medication. They teach you in drug and alcohol class to retrain your thought process and do something else and, and form a new habit. Correct. So if anything, but if it's you're forming the, a habit, that means that you're not changing the old one. You're just forming. You're just a new forming one. a new one. Which means that you Which are Which means forever, that the chemical imbalance is in your habit choosing process. If you stop smoking cigarettes today and you stay, you continue Just because you stop smoke, smoking cigarettes or stop drinking doesn't necessarily now, mean you dealt with the problem. Right. So the problem might not have been the fact that you was an alcoholic or a weed smoker or a drug addict. The problem is the problem and you're trying to numb the problem. That's why I just say, I, because I know people who were, who did struggle and because they claim you're alcoholic when you use that to... You drink because you don't want to pacify the problem. But if I turn to reading the Bible instead of uh, drinking, when I start thinking about the problem, that don't necessarily make me a Christian. That just means I started reading the Bible instead of drinking. And that doesn't necessarily mean you dealt with the problem. Speaking of a person who tried that method, because in the church, I was told that I wasn't praying hard enough. Right. That I wasn't. It was my fault because of something that I was not doing that allowed me to feel the feelings that I was feeling. So, again, a mindset change has to change by Mm -hmm. not the people who have the mental illness, but by the people who are supposed to be the support for people with mental illness. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in a church and you seek out for counseling in church and you're constantly told that it's you, you're not praying hard enough. I have enough. a problem with devout. church counseling. You're not devout enough. You're not whatever it is enough of. Well, the person with mental illness already thinks they're not enough because they've been told that their whole life. Well, if you go into a church counselor that doesn't even make mental illness an option for your the, one of the sources of your possible problems, then you probably should run anyway because... I would definitely suggest, strongly suggest that... Uh, people who find um, difficulty with securing counselors through Christian counseling uh, seek out counseling elsewhere, non-denominational. I don't know that every church does or does not provide counseling for Some of them illness. don't provide it even if you 
if if you're not a member of the church, you can't get it. I've been told that I needed an exorcism. I've been told that oh, I wow. didn't pray enough. An exorcism. Yes. This hmm. is in a this is in a well-known church. Hmm. Because the things that I was feeling were of the devil. That's why I don't go to church. Well, I believe in a higher power. I just don't believe in religion. I can't support anything that I feel was created to tear folks down. Well, until somebody explains to me why the world is older than Christianity, I will not be going back to another church. So, Namaste. Yeah. Like you said, I believe in a higher power. <laughs> I believe in the sources and the moons and the gods the and the stars. The light in me salutes the light in you. And, and, and the oils <laughs> and, the, and the herbs. Well, that there, were, that there were religions and practices in place long before, long Christianity, before Christianity was even thought of. Mm-hmm. And, and going back to the black cactus. Dinosaurs is older than Adam and Eve Thank and shit. You. I don't have time for it. So explain And there's no it. mention of dinosaurs. Ain't in, none in the um, Bible. I think it's like a few, but it ain't a whole lot. The fact of the matter is, can't nobody explain to me how they was traipsing around here and then they decided they wanted the Bible and all of a sudden, that's the way the truth well, and the so light and I the end all be all. I those questions when I was mm-hmm. young. They can't never answer them. I was them. abused in a Catholic. I, I was a Catholic. I was raised Catholic and I went to Catholic school. And those are the type of questions that I asked when I was seven and eight years old. One of the reasons that I'm so hypervigilant when it comes to my grandchildren or my kids and how they're treated at school. And at any time that any of either of my kids, even in my screwed up frame of mind, mm-hmm. I was still Johnny on the spot to jump to the school immediately mm-hmm. at any time that one of my kids called. And my kids didn't give me trouble at school when they were when they were coming up. But I was always real quick to to jump up to the school because I remember what I had a a nun. uh, This was not a lay teacher, which would be a a non-Catholic teacher in a Catholic school. Mm. Uh, A nun, actually, they used to wear those old Brogan lace-up shoes. And you know, I got a pair now Mm because I think they're cool now. Mm. But back then, having one kicked in your ass at seven and eight years old while you're kneeling down the top of your shoe is not cute. Mm-hmm. being whipped with rulers that had the metal. Do you remember the metal mm-hmm. edging in mm-hmm. the in the mm-hmm. 12-inch ruler? Being hit with them until you had the lacerations on your hand. I have a scar in my hand right now where um, we were in the cafeteria, and I reached across the table, and the girl thought that I was reaching towards her plate, and I was stabbed in the hand. This happened in a Catholic school, and the nuns didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So a lot of abuse that I suffered was because of my personality, because I was outgoing and I had questions and I wanted to know and I wanted to learn. And I've since learned that being born on the day that I'm being born, that is my character. Mm -hmm. I just never found people that appreciated my character before. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the choice of my circle back then as a child. I have the choice now to decide who's in that circle and who's not in that circle. You didn't realize you had the choice as no, a No, but as, at, in Catholic school, I didn't. When my mama was abusing me at home, and the a safe place was with my grandmother, Luella, and I'm abused at school, my mother's not listening to me telling her that they're abusing me because she's they're telling her that I'm just bad. Mm-hmm. So, no, I didn't have a choice because I had to go back to school the next day. I don't know. I just remember and I just told being my mama, a big fog. I was going to call. I was going to call. I was going to call uh, CPS because I heard that at school, mm. and my mama said, "Bitch, if you get to the phone before I do," that was the only words that came out of her mouth. Mm. 
I was in third grade. And I was just like, she was serious. I mean, to be hit with bleach jugs and iron pokers for fireplaces and shit. That's something that I've made jokes about over the years. But after going through almost a year of therapy, there ain't shit funny about that. No. There is absolutely nothing funny. And to be continuing to try to operate a normal life. Mm -hmm. That's, you know what I'm saying? You don't expect military personnel to continue to to operate a normal life after they've been exposed to something that created post-traumatic stress disorder. But they do expect them to. Apparently they do. Mm -hmm. But that's not something that is normal. That's not something that's healthy. There has to be treatment. Cops that go through shootings and situations like that. And I know people have an issue with cops. I've known cops my whole life. My grandfather was a deputy sheriff. I was engaged to a a deputy sheriff. There are good police officers. And I've seen some of the troubles that they have experienced from the life that that they, their their end of the situation, not being the, the, the bad cop. But they're expected to get up and go back to work after a couple of days uh, after a shooting. Mm-hmm. That's the, ch- the field you chose to work in. But it does. It shouldn't matter whether or not you choose to work in a field. It should matter whether or not the field honors you enough to provide healthy environment for you to operate in. Well, they you won't should, let you work you in an should, office But you, you chose to go be a police chair. officer. But and I you should have known that well. if you couldn't deal with somebody getting shot the hell up, that that wasn't a job for you. But it's not that you can't deal. There is a certain amount of time that a person needs to have in order to deal. Perhaps putting officers back out on the street too soon could result in them becoming anxious and gunshot. That goes back to shooting. you need to be, they need to vet them better than what they do to uh, allow them to be police officers. But vetting a person does not give you a guarantee on how they will react under a stressful situation. That's that's inaccurate. That's putting the burden on someone that the burden shouldn't be on. I the think we can all agree that they could do better training yes. to get these, to figure out these people and, and, and have coping skills for them to teach them while they're going through it. Yeah, they need it. to be able to have coping skills, but there's you shouldn't you should not have to have uh two weeks off because somebody got shot up. I don't I don't agree with that because two weeks for one person maybe that's a month for another person. That's not the feel for, for you person. then. But it doesn't matter when what you're field protecting you're in. and serving the community, that's not the feel for you if you can't come back from that quickly. I disagree. Because that's why we're in a situation. That's not the part of the protecting and serving that you should be in. There is not a human mind is the human brain. The human brain can only handle what it can handle. Just like you 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 just realize how you you have the personality that you have because of the day that you was born. Why we all don't realize we can figure that kind of stuff out quickly. But I didn't figure it out till this week. That's what I said. Why we don't realize that we can because figure it out. Because that was devil. That was devil's uh, exactly stuff, and that was non-church and non-related to Catholicism. <laughs> Definitely non-related to. Unfortunately, uh, what they don't realize is that it's very related. Well, if you don't, if you believe that it's it's witchcraft, and and, and you're teaching people to that me, it's witchcraft, a prayer ain't nothing but some damn witchcraft. When they be sitting up it's there, conjuring, doing uh, yes, it's exactly what it is. When you have praying and fasting and doing all that uh, re- revivals and abundance. all of that, and and they come together. But it's fine when you're seeking the ministry of abundance. It's fine when you're praying to receive, or when you're financial... trying to get something away from you. Mm-hmm. No, because they praise and rebukes accepted. and does yes. all of that, just yes. like folks pray yes. and gets and do these spells to get folks away from them and get the spirits and you all of that away from them. It's, it's the same shit to yes. me. I agree. But it takes a willingness and openness to be able to receive that, to understand that that's what that is. 
because I was confused by it. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was betraying what I was taught to find a different way for me mm-hmm. was to betray everything that I was taught. This is the same stuff that was being taught to me while I was being abused through it. Mm-hmm. But it didn't matter because this is what I was taught. Same story here. Yeah. And uh, get over it and move on. It's not one. It it don't work that way. But that's what they. That's what we were taught. Yes. To but get it over it and work, move on. It doesn't, work, it doesn't that work that way for you, but it seems to work that way for me. But that's what we were talking you about. You see what I'm this saying? Morning. There are certain personalities that it's like water off a duck's back. Certain situations that you come into would not at all incite you. Mm-hmm. But for me, most. But that. But for me. It, they're triggering. Mm-hmm. So I have to find... Well, it triggers me. It triggers me to shut off, not deal with it, mm-hmm. or you deal with it by not dealing with it and not allowing it to affect me to a point where, because that was always my daddy's thing, you can't allow what people say and do affect you because then that means that they have control over you. And one the thing for me was, I, I don't want nobody to have no control. You can't control me. If anybody got control, it's going to be me and I'm going to shut all and this shit down an and you won't know raised. nothing. It's not amazing because now at this point in my life, and the people tell me, oh, I don't even know nothing about you. I don't, because they can't never, I'm, I'm unreadable. You can't read me. But why would they be needing to read you if they took the time to if get we're to supposed know to be you, friend some some people feel like they can't because of like how you say it you get in instances and places where, where you feel like because we have we have similar traits and personality okay. characteristics and we were able to connect on something that we both loved and enjoyed right. so therefore we had that connection first then we were able to get to know each other and realize that we have a lot of similarities but it also although took we have time. a lot of it, it took a lot of time i mean it's but, been 14 15 years right, but of you time understand that certain people feel like they don't they can't even get to a point it where they, they feel time yet. they don't realize that it ain't their time yet but, sit down it's, it's not even about it being your time. It's just When you're ready to open up about something or share your life in a way with an individual or they have earned to you the privilege of knowing who you are, you share that. When they have not yet to you earned the privilege, and that's all that matters to you. If for you, they have become part of your inner sanctum, then you open. I understand that and I know that. but Then I'm they ain't the right ones. You. They won't. They thirsty. I can see Sit where down. some people are coming from when they say I'm unreadable and unapproachable and it's, you know, they don't know where I'm standing or where I'm coming from because it's just... So say hello. It's just numbness from my end. It's past the point of hello. It's We've developed some sort of working or moving type of relationship where we're going to be around each other. Well, I feel that way about all humans that I have not spent an exorbitant amount of time with. I really do. I feel disconnected from most other humans. And you know this. I stay at home a lot of times because I like the comfort of being free to be me. I don't want to offer explanation for who I am. I don't want to feel ridiculed. I don't want to be watched. I don't want... No. And you just don't. I don't. And it's easier for me. It's comfortable for me to be at home and share in in little tids and tabs what I would choose to share. Mm. And I don't see that's any very different from you. I like to be at home, but when I got to do what the fuck I got to do, gonna I'm going to go. go do it. Yeah. And but you so, only going to share what you choose to share. What I choose to when share. When you choose when to share. When I choose to share yeah. it. Period. Yeah. That's it. So, you know. Some days I like to have amiable conversations with complete strangers in the thrift store. And other days. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to talk. Like your issue with the Uber driver. <laughs> Today, I mean, it's the prime example. Today was a wonderful day of examples. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to learn. I, I, but I told you, I learned that in the, when I was taking them damn drug and alcohol classes, mm-hmm. learning how to be assertive. 
uh, there's a, you, assertive and a, what is that? Aggressive. Say? Aggressive are, are not two, the same two different thing. things. I'm aggressive and, and assertive, so I'm fucked. You're aggressively <laughs> assertive. <laughs> yes. And so that's but not it's always okay healthy. at my house. It's but it's probably not okay at your house either, though. But the people at my house that I'm dealing with, and this includes you. You shouldn't have to be aggressive anywhere. I don't have to anywhere. be either of those. I don't have to be. E- I can just say blah 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 blah, and it's not an issue. I don't feel constantly challenged when I go out for whatever reason. I can say this: it's blue skies outside. Oh, they didn't really look blue to me. They look teal. Okay. Well, guess what? They're teal to you, and they're blue to me, blue. I haven't gotten that far in my therapy yet. So what it reminds me of is my mother. No matter what I said she always would have a way of breaking it down or tearing it down. If I was happy about anything, she would tear it down. Okay. Now, she would praise me to other people, Mm -hmm. but she would make me feel like I was the most inferior being on the planet when it was just me and her. But as soon as she would turn her back on us... This conversation is going beyond the air. I know. We need a part two. It's going... Oh, well, no, not a part two. Well, these lights make my skin look amazing. Y'all need this black cactus. Black cactus. I need to get some. Y'all got some... Oh, you said she had some for the hyperpigmentation. Yes, she does. So I'm just going to get some bleach cream. No, that is not organic. Yeah. And on that note, chemicals. Give it a wrap. No. No. Along with you, use the organic shit after you get it done with the chemicals. No. No. That's how it works in my world. No. A little chemical, a little organic. No. A little real. A little fake. Some lemon. You could do lemons. Girl. And the acid from the lemon. Girl. The hyperpigmentation uh, Girl. What you're trying to do I'm right now, I will to not citrus. co-sign. So how am I going to do the lemons Time's all over up. my face? The <gasps> black cactus TX. Oh, you know what? Well, we have reached the end. <laughs> this is it. This is all. We're going to have to the get us a part two on, on the show. mental uh, health situation. Bring in when, some more people. We're going to bring Bailey gets in. back. Yes. We're going to bring back Well, in. I've decided that three is the max on the radio, so. Yes. It's just too much. Anyway, you guys come back, see what we got going on next week. Um, I'm not really sure. We kind of figure these things out on the day of, so, you know, roll with it.